Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. We had Steph Curry tonight yep. going for his 12th game in a row with 30 or more points. The Warriors took on the Wizards. Let's play the highlight from the best player in tonight's game. Netto now through the center circle. Left wing outside the arc. Bradley Beal leaning to his left, shooting to his right, and it's there. Oh, Bradley Beal, a giant DC3, giving the Wizards a little breathing room, 48-44. Wizards what the hell kind of call? He sounded nervous. Oh, 
<laughs> scared like he was going to get hit in the back of the head while he's making the call. And it was the second quarter. It's not like it was down I know. To the end. Oh, it's all it's, oh, breathing room for the Wizards. It's 48-44. Come on. It's the NBA. Come on. It's 48-44. <laughs> uh, so tonight, the night that Steph was going to continue on his big run, he does not. The Wizards beat the Warriors 118 to 114. Bradley Beal, who is neck and neck with Steph Curry for the scoring uh, title right now, scores 29. Uh, you get 14, 20, and 10 from Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you do. And Steph Curry has one of the worst games of the season. Seven out of 25 from the floor. He goes for 18 points. He is minus 23. On the night for the Warriors, so the Steph streak is broken. The Warriors lose. They fall to 29-30. and 30. They lose to a really bad Wizards team. Now, before you think I'm just going to sit up and go, oh, he's going to go crazy. Steph sucks. He's terrible. He's the worst. He's been saying it all week. Now it's that night. Now, this is where I kind of zig when you think I'm going to zag. Look, this is not suddenly, ah, oh, look at Steph, I told you, right? Look, I told you, Steph, oh, look, he's so, he's so bad. He's terrible. This is worse. No, no, no. This is just who the Warriors, and who Steph Curry is. I've told you, Steph Curry is a show. And he and what he's able to do to get his shot and make threes and change how we view shooters is amazing. But right now, you want to sit here and say he's the MVP. Uh, the Warriors lost tonight to the Wizards. All right, in the last 12 games, as great as Curry has been, they're 6-6. Six and six. All right, if, if Curry was really leading the team to a higher level, not that they're not better with him, of course they're better with him, but if you want to say all-time great and say he's still the MVP, you got to be better than being in ninth place and three games out of the eighth spot. you got to be better than that. And on a night when your supporting cast was actually pretty good, you had Kelly Oubre go for 24 off the bench, Poole had 22 off the bench, Bazemore had 19, he led the Warriors in scoring. This is not a great team, but here's a night where, okay, hey, these guys were all pretty good. Steph wasn't good in they lost. Okay, so it, it, it's it's the same thing. This is not to, this is not up and down, and 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 we're all the way high, and then we're all the way low. This is just who Steph with the Warriors are. If he was that big of a difference maker, and again, he makes them. Of course, he makes them better. He's a terrific player. But if he was truly, you want to talk about an MVP, all time great. Yeah, this Warriors team is higher up in the Western Conference. Not that they need to be a certain spot. I'm not saying they need to be third. They need to be fourth. You need to be in the conversation. You need to be a team that, okay, they're going to make the playoffs. You need to be a few games over 500. I'm not saying you got to be 20 games over 500, but you got to be five or seven games over 500. You know, you're sitting, you're sitting here 29 and 30. This is not a great season. Before you say, <laughs> oh, but they're one and seven without Steph. Okay, I'll give you three more wins. You know where you are? You're still not even an eighth. Okay, you're not even an eighth now. You're not even a ninth now after losing tonight. Okay, so let just let's just realize where you're at. Let's say you want to give four of those wins. You've been a 500 team all season. You're still not even in eighth place. All right, so it, it that, that's what it is with Steph Curry. It's okay. Is his show translating into wins? And they're not. He's a five. This is a 500 team. That that's what they are. And and him being that much of a difference maker which he's not, he doesn't have the skill set of all the other great all-around players in the NBA. He's not as rounded offensively. He doesn't get in the paint and open things up. He's a pretty good passer, but he's not somebody that's going to open things up for the rest of his team. Defensively, he's not a guy that's going to make any plays for you. All right, he, he does one thing. He gets shots, and he's a big three-point threat, and he shoots the ball unlike anybody else. But here's a night where he doesn't shoot well, and the Warriors lose. 
Right, so there, there's no way where, hey, if Steph has a bad night shooting, he can do other things to help the team win. And that's kind of what was at issue tonight. If he's, not, if, it's, if he's not feeling it, if he's not having his night, hey, let's have other things and try to help the team win. And, and he doesn't do it because that's just not his game. So realize that as great as he is, it, it's, it's not that he's one-dimensional, but he's not nearly as, as multidimensional as the other great players in the game are. Eight assists, seven boards on the night. Reminder, uh, last year when everybody was hurt and there was a problem, uh, they won 15 games. So you've at least doubled on that by his arrival, yes. I, I yeah, he, of course that he makes them better. 15. Yeah, of course he makes them right, better. Right, but you've kind of kind of pushed it to the yeah, he makes them better. But and then and then a but does he make them elite? He can't. He can't. He can't. But I've seen some, other great players when they're the only great player on a team, uh, you know, carry them to to big heights. And Steph Curry is not that guy. He's look, not, I'm not he's, putting him out. Mount, great Mount Rushmore. He's had great players around him. No, and and here's what I'll say to all of this: This is what we call mid-April hot take nonsense time. And I'm, I'm not just saying this to you. I'm saying in general is that there, there's so much talk on MVP discussions and, and value. Like we've decided Steph Curry is is the guy for the last week or two because of this streak, and it's it's just a lot of bloviating <laughs> over nothing. It's like he's good, he's great. Is he an all-time great? Where does he rank? Here, I'm gonna come. What do we have? Skip did his top 20, and he's got Bill Walton higher. So people got mad, right? Because why did he put Bill Walton higher? So people would get mad at him and keep talking about him. That's the problem with stuff like this. At some point, it's just a, we accept it for what it is. His teammates aren't very good. Tonight, they had an opportunity to tie. Andrew Wiggins misses a point-blank layup. I mean, we're talking, and why you didn't try to dunk it is a whole other discussion point that we could have. But goes glass and misses it. Would have tied it instead. Foul. Uh, there's some free throw shooting, uh, and that's the end of the game. It's like, all right, you had a chance to to, to steal one against a bad team that you shouldn't have been losing to. Uh, so that's a whole other thing. But they do have two stars on their team, and right now he is the uh, the only one, as well as. Ubre and some of these guys play in Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole gave them 22 tonight. Kent Bazemore had 19. They got some pretty good balance uh, overall. Uh, look, you, you know where I'm at I'm st- on Steph. I, he's fun to watch. He's a great do I put him, like when we char- start doing the, hey, LeBron could do this. LeBron's on a different level. Like I'm not putting Steph up there. And I never did. I don't care how many of these games he was going to string together. And tonight he was broken. Oh, that shot was so bad tonight. And you can see they, they were kind of having some fun with him as it got late in the game, and he had a couple of layups to uh, improve the shooting percentage when it seemed like it was out of, uh, out of pocket. And instead, they got back in the game. But, uh, yeah, it's – look, we, we can have this conversation probably for another three weeks if you want. Look, every every it, time the Warriors play, we can do this. It's just this is just who they are. They're not a great team. He doesn't make them great. He makes them passable. And great players that we've seen before have led teams to higher heights. That's why we've seen it. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not saying that the, the Warriors need to be suddenly, well, what, what record would have you happy, Jason? 
if they no, were but that's exactly the, what you're doing. Were, what what record just, would make them happy? <laughs> I, if 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 they're a few games over 500, if if they're the Blazers, if they're 32 and 25, that's what I said. Hey, you want to make Steph the MVP? Okay, well if he finished middle of the pack and he leads the league in scoring, that'll do it. I said that months ago, but that's not what's happening right now. What's happening is you are in 10th place and you are just as close to 8th place as you are to 11th place being out of the playoffs. So, I mean, you, you tell me how, how much of an MVP is a guy when that's where you're at. I mean, really, I, 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 don't, I don't know any other way to cut it up other than a guy wins the MVP when he leads his team to an incredible height. Joel Embiid has led his team to an incredible height this year, right? Nikola yeah. Jokic has helped lead his team to an incredible height. There's 17 games over 500. You've seen it with a lot of players. Um, Steph Curry, as great as he is, the Warriors are 500. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you this. Guys win the MVP when the writers and those that vote on it decide they like a story and they want to push mm. it. Mm. And that's why Steph Curry could still win. Even if he shouldn't, he can still win. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cowan Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, 
and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe the craziest story for the NFL draft was known, made known to us today, uh, and it surrounds new Philadelphia head coach Nick Sirianni. Uh, Nick Sirianni uh, admitted that he played rock, paper, scissors with draft prospects on Zoom to measure their competitiveness. And before you think, oh, that's funny, rock, paper, scissors. No, no, he wasn't kidding. Uh, he played rock, paper, scissors with draft prospects to measure their competitiveness. Um, you know, I, I see this story, Mike, and the first thing I think of is this, right? I, I, I got a feeling you and I are going to be in lockstep on this. You're going to know exactly what I'm saying. When I see this from Nick Sirianni, this makes me think of every youth coach I have seen, either in soccer or softball or, or basketball or somewhere else, that just sits up at night going, what's some kind of crazy thing I can do so all the parents and the kids are going to think I'm a genius? 
right? Like, what can I do at practice that nobody – what can I do that no one's even thinking about or doing? Instead of just teaching the kids fundamentals and going over game situations, what can I do that's going to make me stand, that's going to make people think, wow, that guy's a genius. He's doing something I've never seen anybody do before. I've never seen that kind of hidden ball trick in softball. I'm just saying, that's exactly what Nick Sirianni might Hey, I want you to I want you to respect me and think I'm a genius because, you know, I, I can test your competitiveness by playing rock, paper, scissors. Seriously? I am as competitive a guy as you could possibly believe when it comes to certain things. Now, am I a little bit less competitive now that I'm 50? Sure. But what I, I was the most competitive guy. If you're, if you're evaluating me as a prospect and you're on, on, on social media or, or you're on a Zoom with me and you go, hey, let's do rock, paper, scissors, I would go, what? what uh, sure, coach. Rock. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. It's, it's, I, I gave you scissors. You gave me paper. I, I cut. We're doing it again. Okay. One, two, three. I gave gave you scissors again, coach. You gave me gave me paper. Oh, okay. Oh, we're gonna do it again. Okay. One, two, three. I mean, really, that that judges your competitiveness. I mean, we get we get so wrapped up in in what can we do to really gauge the inside of a guy's personality to the point yeah. where Trevor Lawrence, who has won national championships and clearly is the best quarterback prospect in a generation, gives an interview where he says, "You know, I have interests outside of football," and it's like, "Oh, this guy, he doesn't believe in. Oh, he doesn't believe in. He's not going <laughs> to not competitive when it comes oh. to fourth and goal. He's not going to be prepared enough." And it's just stupid. The guy wouldn't be playing football. Wouldn't be. Wouldn't have gone to Clemson wouldn't have succeeded, wouldn't have declared for the NFL draft, wouldn't be the number one overall pick if he wasn't great and didn't have the right mental aspect of it. There's a reason he's got that. And the same thing for these other guys. Yeah, are you going to find the odd guy that isn't competitive and isn't a guy that you you would want to draft? Yeah, that's something you see on tape. That's when you see a guy's motor and you're worried about how he is. Oh, you know, he takes a lot of plays off. Is it going to be a guy that's going to do it here in the NFL? But to sit here and say, we do rock, paper, scissors, that's just something so people can talk about you and say, boy, you know, the rock, paper, scissors thing, that, that might really work. Uh, that, that might, I'll tell you, we're not going to draft this kid because, you know, he gave me a paper three times in a row and I kept giving him scissors and uh, he kept losing. And even when I'm saying, hey, I'm going to give you rock, he kept giving me paper and I, you know, then we'll do rock. Everybody wants to do rock. I, I mean, I, I don't get where this becomes a thing. I, I really don't get this. Well, next year he's going to play three-card Monty with them. And <laughs> follow see the queen. What follow if the they queen. Can, if they can pos- <laughs> possibly follow the proper card or uh, a full-on shell game or whatever else we need to do. Uh, it, it's it's really nothing short of spectacular. Look, we gave the Trevor Lawrence all uh, the time it deserved last last week. I think it was in the updates. <laughs> the only time I, I wanted to address it was when he bothered to, which I thought was just dumb. You know, it's just like, Trevor, people either are going to get it or they don't. And look, you and I have been doing this a long time. We've talked to a lot of guys that play in the league and a lot of guys that played, coached, scouted, whatever, around the league. And there's an awful lot of guys that when it gets down to it, do they love the game? I mean, love the game. You got to like the game. You want to want to be part of the game. But in terms of that, you know, soul-clenching thing that everybody wants it to be, No. Some guys realize it's a good means to an end for a few years because they have the athletic ability and acumen and size, speed, etc. else, and what else, to to do it. So they do. As for this, this is... I, I get it. There's a lot of questions these days that you can't ask a guy in an interview that you used to. I mean, we can stipulate to that. 
But going down the road to rocks, paper, scissors, I, I think part of it is he wanted people to remember that he was the coach of the Eagles. Hey, remember a new guy in town? <laughs> S-I-R. Hey, Come on, the spell co- it out with me, guys. Hey, I'm sorry. Is the coach going to be on here? I am the coach. You are the coach. Oh, sorry. I, I, I thought you were the guy setting up the Zoom, and then coach was going to come in. Oh, sorry. But sorry. Go, go ahead, coach. Go, go, go. What, what do you got for us? Yeah, this, this falls under the I, – I, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, the bigger story that came out of here is that he won't name Jalen Hurts a starting We'll, we'll get to Jalen Hurts in a second. Yeah. We got to finish with rock, paper, scissors here yeah. for a second. Yeah, well, we I mean, that's, that is that the competition he's got to win to beat oh, Joe Flacco? <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's rock, paper, scissors, and the winner wins. And, you know, and that's the thing about rock, paper, scissors is that it's such a ridiculous game because you think it, yes. it's, 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 it, one is no more powerful than the other. But everybody wants to throw rock because when you think rock, paper, scissors, well, I'm going to win some kind of battle with a rock more rock than I'm going to win with scissors. Paper, rock you know? fly, breaks scissors. Yeah, no, yeah, rock the rock breaks scissors, but rock is covered by paper. Yeah, it doesn't make scissors, sense because if I'm throwing cut, said rock, yeah. rock go, flies through paper. Scissors cut paper, but of course the 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 rock busts the scissors and the paper covers the rock. But it's you See, know, it's the it, age old argument. I don't like the I don't like the way it's been set up. I, I <laughs> think nothing beats rock. I mean, it's a, if it was real rock, paper, scissors, well, if I have a rock, I'm going to win unless you have a really long pair of scissors you stab me with. And if you have paper, well, well you're done. So, I mean, but it, it, rock, paper, really? The most inane game there is because there's no strategy no, to it. You might at least challenge him to tic-tac-toe. At least that's a little bit of thinking. You know, because you're sitting back going, oh, I'm going to throw rock. I'm going to throw paper. I'm throwing scissors. I got you thinking. I just sit here. Whenever it comes to rock, paper, I'm just like, yeah, this. I'm going to throw this. I'll well, throw and Frostbrook's cracked the code on their, their offense. <laughs> Rock equals run. Paper okay. is play action. Yeah. Scissors is the single wing formation. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. That single wing. That's not going to get a lot. I like that. Rock, rock, paper, paper, scissors. Wait, are we scissors. talking Dwayne? Which, which rock? Because one's better than the other. Are we talking Dwayne Johnson rock or <laughs> just a I, You know, there's, there are certain times when I think this job is too much for this coach. Right, and it's it's it's, it's it, sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's very very brief things that I think you know what this job is too much for this coach, and and certain things like like uh, what's a good example? Okay, so Mickey Calloway. I mean, before we found out what a bad guy he was, Mickey Calloway went when uh, the the Mets were in a losing streak, and, and he got really mad at reporters saying, you know, if we were in Cleveland, no one's going to care if this happened. It's early in the season. It's this and that, and that's when I knew this job is too much for him because he doesn't understand that he coaches in New York and things are different. Right, I, I that. that that's when I knew well, I'm just going to wait him out to be fired because he doesn't understand the job he's in. He doesn't get that job. There's certain moments where I feel that way. I look at this with rock, paper, scissors, and I go, really? Are you okay with this job? Are you really okay with this? Because really, this this, this smacks of youth coach, I'm a genius. I want you to think I'm so great, and I know so many things. I go, I don't know how much he is ready for this job. When I, when I see stories like this, that makes me question a coach and go, Man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. And then you well, have the Jalen Hurts things on top of it. Yeah, I mean, no, but it, but it's we'll get to the the quarterback. But it speaks to that whole expose of what was going on in the organization, right? Mm. Right. All all of the issues, the coaches being micromanaged and whatever else. Now they got their patsy. It's kind of like the major league baseball. We don't need a guy to argue with us. We need the the guy that's going to follow our analytics and put our lineup on the field. Well, here's the here's another great part of this story, right? Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, the Rock Paper Scissors Show here on Fox, um, <laughs> is that the other part of the story today is, as you mentioned, is that they wouldn't 
commit to Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback. He said, I've only been with the guys a few days. They're not going to commit to that. When clearly it's Jalen Hurts is the guy. You traded away Carson Wentz. Really, Joe Flacco came in. You're going to go from a guy who was younger and you gave money to that actually had won a Super Bowl in the last couple of years, even though he was hurt and played at MVP level. No, it's it's now up in the air uh, between Car- between Jalen Hurts and Joe Flacco. Come on. But here's the best part of it. Now, why would they not commit to Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback, right? Why would they not say something like that? Seeing the rumblings out of Philadelphia that now they may want to draft a quarterback, I mean, this is this shows you the mess the Eagles organization is, right? They were all split over whether or not to keep Carson Wentz. Jeffrey Lurie wanted to trade Carson Wentz. Okay, they traded Carson Wentz, right? Then they moved down in the draft, right? We're six. Ah, we're going to move down in the draft. They moved down to 12. Now they want a quarterback. They got to move back up to go get one. So now the picks they got, they got to trade to move back up to the spot where they were at to get a quarterback. This is real life draft day when Kevin Costner Mm -hmm. trades out of the first spot and then he trades his second round picks. Then he gets his picks back and moves back up to six. And he got Eagles. David Bleep and Putney for his because trouble. he felt like it. That's I don't right. think Kevin Costner's running the Eagles draft. I mean, this is this is a this is a comedy. I mean, you want to talk about the teams that are the biggest messes in the NFL right now? I'll tell you, Philadelphia and the Texans are right at the top, man. The Texans because the way they've been running their their organization and, and how they've been able to alienate players and trade players away that's been it. That's been it. And awful, awful blank show. But the Eagles are right there because they clearly have no direction and they have no idea what they want to do. We traded away Carson Wentz so Jalen Hurts is the guy. Well, maybe. Maybe we get a quarterback. But no, no, we trade down because we like our quarterback. Oh, now we might want to trade back up because we might want to get a quarterback because now we could like Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Like, they didn't wait long enough to decide and see if maybe one of those guys would be there for them at six. I mean, they, they are just an absolute mess, man. I'm telling you. Houston, I'll put the Giants up there too. They're a huge mess because they don't know where, where they're going. They've made bad personnel decisions the last few years and they still walk around like everything is great. I'll tell you, those are the three biggest messes. I'm going to give the Jets and the Lions a chance because they change things in a, in a big way this offseason. The Jets brought in a new culture. The Lions brought in a new culture and a new quarterback and got first round draft picks. So I'll give them a chance because they made upgrade changes. But right now, those three biggest messes, man, the Texans, the Eagles and the Giants, top three right there. Yeah, I mean, at least with, with the Giants, we could say, all right, you, you still have your, your guy, Danny Dimes, that you're hoping takes that big step forward, and Quadzilla returns, right? Saquon Barkley comes back. The guy, look, lots of tape of, of how much you hate Saquon Barkley is out there. Uh, but the, the idea that perhaps just by his return, they get some level of stability. The Texans, I can't help you. Uh, Terod Taylor is your man right now in mm. the Houston uh, offense. And Mark Ingram comes in. you got a lot of veteran leaders now, which is great, uh, but I don't know that you have enough talent to win a bunch of games, uh, which is why they're over-under, I think, was at five uh, when it was released last week. Uh, as for this situation, we, we've chronicled all the mess I don't know what you saw on Jalen Hurts' tape now that made you start wringing your hands thinking you might have made a mistake. I've been raising I, – I did the whole time, you know, raising raising the arm in the back of the room like I'm Horshack going, ooh, 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 he completed 52% of his pass attempts. And I get it. There were some injuries. The offensive line was in shambles. All of their skill position guys, look, they were banking on a couple of mid-30s guys to be their biggest playmakers who had spotty health. 
health uh, checklists as you went through. So, I mean, a lot changes. But you, you bring in Joe Flacco, once thought elite, and now you don't know what you want to do with that first-round pick. It, it's really a mess and it makes me want to go back and read that expose again. What other details that I miss in terms of the chain of command and how they were trying to put this thing together? Cause look, you can become a head coach uh, of you're still one of 32, right? It's a great honor, but right now this guy's set up for, I, I don't know. Is he a one and done guy? If it really goes to hell and then you have a veteran guy comes in and just says, all right, I, I'm, I'm the captain now. Uh, and then the E fights with Howie Roseman and company. Uh, <laughs> either way, th- this is setting up to be just an absolute disaster, which means re- the neckbeard might be in pos- in a better position to fight for the top of the NFC East. How about that? Oh, man, just by default. Hey, guess yep. what, guys? Look at me in the playoffs again. Uh, by Twitter- the way, they just yelled rock. <laughs> it's a run play. It's a run play. Run, run. They're doing rock. Run, run, run. Wait a minute. Oh, they fooled me with paper. Wait, they audible to paper. He made the paper thing. He made he the paper line. He started shaking a piece of paper. <laughs> you hold your hand for rock, right? You do the cover with the paper, and you make the X for the scissors. Scissors, scissors, scissors. Oh, here they go. Line up in the single wing. Oh, Who's going to get the football on this play? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? 
Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are two big stories today that came up as far as two of the top prospects and are these new reports going to affect where they're taken in the draft. First one is Devontae Smith, right? Heisman winner who it was revealed today uh, got his official height and weight uh, measured and it was announced. He is six feet and two tenths of an inch tall and 166 pounds. Yes. Six, not six two, six feet oh two, so two tenths of an inch, and a hundred and sixty six pounds. And right away, is the six foot thing a big deal? No, we've seen players who are six feet and under dominate in the NFL. That's not a big deal. Is the hundred and sixty six pound thing a big deal? Uh, no, 
It's not. It's a a little unnerving. I can get where that might, a couple of teams might go, ooh, he's 166 pounds. Dude's just going to get thrown around like a rag doll. Uh, But he's 166 pounds now. This doesn't mean he's going to be playing at 166 pounds, right? Once he gets drafted, you're going to see him bulk up. He's going to get stronger, and he's going to be playing. at at He'll at least play this year at 175, 180, and, and probably maybe a little bit bit more than that it's a little but he's gonna get bigger he's gonna keep his skill set he had no problem in college all right he was still able to do it, even though the players are way bigger than him in college right there's nobody 166 pounds in college and he was going against some big players there he wasn't manhandled he didn't have trouble there wasn't games where he was shut down they couldn't get him the football everything was okay so I'm not really concerned about the weight that much I don't care about the height at all the weight is a little bit of a concern but the guy's been a playmaker and you know you want to compare him to Marvin Harrison Marvin Harrison didn't have too much difficulty and he wasn't the the biggest guy in the world now he ran into difficulty after his career being a landlord and everything else but uh you know as far as on the field I'm not really that concerned I don't think suddenly I'm going to draft Devontae Smith and he's going to be a guy that is getting hit all the time and can't stay healthy no you get him into a pro weight room, not that he hasn't been in one the last couple of years. But <laughs> you think you, you he hasn't change. been in one? <laughs> no, but just the idea of a different conditioning, it's a different mentality as you talk about going up levels uh, and, and every level and, and what they're training you for, and, and they'll be able to put some weight on him. How much does that impact his game? You know, if we're going to talk about quarterbacks and, hey, you're not throwing to air like you were before, you know, with all these stars around you, well... If you're talking about being a receiver, you're also working with your head more on a swivel at the pro level than you were at college. So, yes, the the 166 certainly has to be bolstered, right? As as we're starting to look at receivers, you know, one of the guys you, you have a, a lot of footage on is, is Rondell Moore coming out of Purdue, right? Who, on a good day, is 5'9". But we've seen all the videos of him playing above the rim and pick up basketball games and everything else. But he's coming in at a buck eighty-one, a little more stout uh, kind of thing. So you know you have that offset at six feet, no issues whatsoever. That that's only the question that you still ask about quarterbacks, because other than that strange uh, way that Drew Brees threw threw the ball all those years, uh, you don't you don't have a lot of guys under six feet or, or right at about six feet running around at under center. Russell Wilson, uh, Kyler Murray are the two guys we, we keep an eye on uh, at that rate. But for the receiver position, no, there's ways to work him around the field. And as long as he learns how to slide and get down, <laughs> right? If you got to go yeah. work across the middle, you got to yeah. be able to get down. Otherwise, then, then the physicality and the frame starts to become more of a concern. Yeah, if he was a guy that you said, okay, we got, we're gonna, we're gonna line him up wide on every play, and we're gonna worry about him one on one. Then it's okay. Well, maybe that's not what you want to do because then he's gonna get mad. But he's a guy you're gonna move all across the field. Mm-hmm. He's gonna line up in different spots. He's gonna line up off the line of scrimmage. He's gonna line up in the slot. Sometimes he'll line up outside. Sometimes there'll be bunch wide receiver formations. Uh, good football players are gonna get the football and know what to do with it. If it, it, it'd be different if he was a different kind of wide receiver where he had that one skill set where, you know what, he's Calvin Johnson, he's Des Bryant, he's a guy that's going to line up wide and he's going he's gonna to have to win one-on-one matchups with the DB. Look, those receivers, those guys are really valuable, and I get that. But there's a great place for him to be a superstar in the NFL, especially with how teams are now. You know, everybody has some kind of creative offensive system that they want to do. Look at Nick Sirianni and the Eagles. They're going to play rock, paper, scissors. But uh, everybody has that. My God. I will what? get to that. I know. We're going to get to oh. that, right? 
promise you. We're going to get to that. But uh, but everybody has a different way, and whatever system he winds up in, they're going to put him in a position to succeed, and that's where he's going to succeed. He's going to be like one of those guys where it's you got to know where he is on every play. Like you know what? You know how I, I, I look at him? I look at him as being because you, know, you want to say Marvin Harrison because he's slim. He's got. He's more of a guy that reminds me of a, he could be a more explosive Santana Moss. That's kind of how I look at him, where you got to know where he is every second on the field because he's going to line up all over it, and he can burn your ass real easy on one play. Like, if you don't know where he is, look out. Like, that's kind of what he reminds me of. I get the physicality of Marvin Harrison, but the skill set, what he can do, Santana Moss. Just got robbed by my landlord, Marvin. <laughs> one of the finest it's craziest stories. If you guys don't know the backstory of Marvin Harrison, look, look it up and then start reading it after we're off the air in a couple hours. You got too many hours and too much fun coming here on Fox Sports Radio. Mm. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. So there's Devontae Smith. Now the story today from Justin Fields. And this is something that the Ohio State quarterback has volunteered. He talked to teams and disclosed to them that he suffers and it's in his family uh, suffers from epilepsy. And now epilepsy is a big deal. You know, there, there are certain things and, and shudders and epileptic seizures that, that people have. And according to Justin Fields' family, listen, this is something that runs in my family. And normally by the time it gets to the mid-20s, you kind of grow out of it. And that's what all Justin Fields' doctors have said so far for him. Uh, I am not worried about this for two reasons. Number one, he's been able to play so far. Right when the when the symptoms are supposed to be the worst, and he's not missed games. He's been able to play, and you know you trust what a doctor's going to say. It, it, if you didn't know anything about that, you wouldn't you wouldn't know it was a concern. So just the fact now, oh wow, he's got epilepsy. But okay, that's not come up before. Nothing is has happened that where he's missed a game or something's happened on the field. So I have to think it's okay. So I'm not worried about that. But more so than that, I am extremely impressed because that is a gutsy, brave thing to admit. Because I I don't know when you have your examinations by teams, do they do an EEG? Because that's what's good. That's what's able to detect epilepsy. So I don't know. Would they would they give them an EEG exam? I don't know. I don't know if that's something that, that every team would do. So maybe it goes and, and, you know, he knows about it and the team doesn't. You would think that whoever drafted him, they would have to say eventually, hey, just so you know, you know, epilepsy runs in my family. So there's this, this and this. But to say it before the draft, that's really gutsy, man. That's really brave. Not everybody would have done that. And that's a great thing for him to say, listen, I want to get out in front of us and tell you what's going on. And as you can see, because I'm surprising all of you with this, um, my football career still stands as it is. It, it, it stands unblemished and unaffected. And But I want to be honest and tell you this. It's a great thing for him to say it. What is curious is going forward, whether there's any any changes to the tests ordered coming out of the COVID year. Right, because of some of the questions of of heart issues and others. Obviously, this isn't the same, but just on a larger scale, if the medicals get a little more, I, I think invasive is the wrong word, but more extensive, right, to make sure you're checking for all these things. Because a lot of guys that are that will be coming into the draft might not have known they had it. Right. If, if you were once you got out of your everyday testing and protocols. But yes, to to tell teams and now you know how to how to address it. Right. All right. Everybody get into the books and let's figure out what it takes. 
right? It's a, it's it's now known as opposed to God forbid something else were, were to happen on a field. Not that you wouldn't have the training, but it you know those extra seconds count. So now there there's that known factor and being honest about it. Look, let's let's call it what it is. As they go through and they start talking to all your third and fourth grade friends and everything. I remember when a couple of my buddies were were debating going into the the CIA and, and I got contacted. I sat and did half day interviews about what they were like as kids. So think about you know the investments that they make come draft season and how deep they go back into guys' histories. Obviously, anything that's going to help on the medical side uh, could be a long-term win in terms of, all right, this guy, you know, he, he trusted the system that he'd be this disclosure and, and something to the, the man's character, right? Because if he hit it or didn't address it and then something occurred, it's like when you fill out a, a form at the doctor. Right. And have you had any of these symptoms? A lot of folks will say no. Or have you done this? No. Uh, and then something in the test goes, you sure you didn't do any of that? Uh, that? That's the last thing you want to have happen with a potentially serious situation like this. Yeah. And I, I can't see this as being something where teams are going to shy away from them. For. No. I mean, it, you know, there, there's certain certain things medically you get red flags on. Certain things you're concerned about. You know, uh, Jared Goff and his tiny baby hands and holding and throwing the football was very difficult. But th- this is a case where, like I said, if you didn't know about it, there's then you would oh wow, I had no idea that's what was going on. But he's had a great career and everything's been great and he started all the games and he's played really well. Okay, um, it just shows you that what kind of kid he is. That I'm going to get out front and say this. Because he doesn't have to, right? He doesn't have to. You, you can get drafted and then say, hey, just so you know, I suffer from epilepsy. And, and, and here's the thing. Oh, wow. Why didn't we know? And then, then the team can feel, why didn't you tell us this? Why were you hiding this? Well, then Is it becomes something a we potential breach of contract. Right. And then it, be, yeah, then, then it becomes, but the fact that he came out and said this before the draft and didn't do it like right before the draft said, listen, we got a week, we, we got seven days, eight days to go till the draft. And I'm going to let everybody know about this. Uh, so much, so much for the whole, yeah, he's a bad kid, right? He's not, he's not a leader. He doesn't do, I mean, he's done so many of the right things so far. I can't even tell you coming off of this year. He had games where he struggled. He had a great pro day. And then he had that ridiculousness with ESPN and analysts saying, oh, I've heard this about him. Wait, is he really that bad a guy? Oh, no, no. I wait. No, now, now that's not the truth. So what did he do? He had a second pro day when he didn't have to, because he was great in his first pro day. And all he could do in that second pro day wasn't as expected or he looks worse. He has another great pro day, right? So he does that again because I want to quiet those rumors. And now he comes out with this. I'll tell you, there's a reason he is the rising quarterback, and it's not always about to do with the physical gifts you have and what and what you can be. Is they look at you, you're going to be a franchise player. What kind of leader of this franchise are you going to be? And anybody who was interested in Justin Fields before can think, yeah, I get it. I get it. This kid's been more of a leader in the past couple months because he's taken opportunities to do it than you would have thought coming off the season with Ohio State. Just just a phenomenal decision by him to be well, able to say this today. Yeah, and he went and, and his second pro day made sure to replicate that Zach Wilson throw to say, okay, oh, yeah. so what? I can make that Next- throw too. <laughs> I can make that throw. Don't you want to see? I can make the Zach Wilson throw. It's a, I can go all the way to this side and throw it all the way back there. I can Buddy, do that Sam Darnold made that throw mm. in a game. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know about some other throws Sam Darnold made in a game? Let's talk about those, shall we? Do we, we talk about the too. other the other hundreds of throws that Sam Darnold made in a That's game? Right. Can, Just say it from the athleticism. <laughs> Don't let that be the thing that sways you. <laughs> Boy, look how far the guy threw the ball. That's outstanding. Boy, I'll tell you, if the other team doesn't have defenders out there, he's going to be great. It's going to be a phenomenal season. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I have figured out a sport for the next 50 years. I mean, think about it. I've figured out a sport for nearly the next 50 years. Super League. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we're going to get all the best soccer teams in Europe. They're all going to play together, but then they're all going to say no. And then I'm going to get my Super League because they're all going to want to join my league because they all backed out of this other one. No, no, no. I I have a different sport. After news today, I have figured out the next 50 years. Okay. I have figured out nearly the next 50 years of the WWE. Okay, I, I, can, I can dig this. Let's go. Ronda, Ronda Rousey and uh, Travis Brown announced today that they are going to be having a baby. Ronda Rousey is four months pregnant, and uh, later on this year, they're going to have a baby. And that was big news today. And, and everybody wishing Ronda Rousey uh, good luck on, on social media. It's been a minute. Uh, since we've talked about Ronda Rousey, but here she is having a baby. Remember, she backed out of uh, WWE about a year and a half ago, and she said she's wanted to have a family, have a baby, and she's having one. Now, here's how I figured out the next 50 years, right? So we know that Becky Lynch took time off from the WWE to have a baby, and she had her baby back in December. And look, Becky Lynch became even more popular than Ronda Rousey to the point where the Ronda Rousey-Becky Lynch feud was like, wow, this could really be something. Um, Because Becky Lynch has become the fan favorite. If Ronda Rousey's okay being the bad guy, oh my goodness, it would be fantastic. Just needs to get better at the mic, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but but that's okay. See, I think she would be better off being an undertaker. Like, not really saying a lot and and not doing it and just being that kind of ass kicker. That's like, she's got to go like full and total heel. I, I really think so. I really, that's how she has to go. Now, would she want to do that? Hey, if you want to, you know, still be a star, WWE, you want to still make movies, you want to be The Rock, I think you have to, you know, play the part a bit. But here's the thing. So let's say, and this is all, this is all, you know, banking on the fact that Ronda Rousey has a girl. Okay. If Ronda Rousey, Travis Brown have a girl, all right. So she has a girl, you know, Becky Lynch takes her time off, Ronda Rousey takes her time off, and a year from now, let's say, whatever it is, they get back in the ring and they fight each other. And suddenly the Becky Lynch-Ronda Rousey feud is something that can carry the WWE for the next 15 to 20 years. Right, you stay around. You don't leave where you become a star. Still go out and do movies, whatever else you want to do. You could carry the WWE for the next 15 to 20 years. And then... You segue to Becky Lynch's kid against Ronda Rousey's kid when both of them are still in the fighting range because they'll still both be around 50. And then suddenly you have you have the baddest baby on the planet. Is it Ronda Rousey's kid? Is it Becky Lynch's kid? And then that's the next 20 years or so. So I almost got 50 years of WWE action all set up because of the two women and the two kids they have. Now that you got to have a girl, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey has a girl. WWE is is printing money for nearly the next five decades. 
Oh, I like this. I mean, because the women's division is pretty strong right now. I mean, yes, it is. It is Bianca very strong. Belair had her run at WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair got herself suspended. Uh, everybody loves Sasha Banks, except they don't let her get over on WrestleManias for some reason, uh, and, and just keep going on down. There, there's there's a lot of talent. Uh, but I like this. Both uh, Lynch and Rousey are 34 years old, so they track together. And, and look, whether whether she has a, a girl or a boy, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's storylines for days anymore. And Vince McMahon yeah. will still be around to do it. That's true. Yeah, he will be. But I still I think you need the women so they can wrestle against each other. I well, mean, you can so do that can anyway. Do Have we not yeah. learned anything? Yeah, it's no, changed, true. man. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, but st- I, I, I want to make it easier for that. I want to make it something. Did that you see Bianca Belair run around press slamming people yes. and walking around with them over her head for 40 seconds at a time? No, I, no you can I do this. That. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to have, I want it to be easy. I don't want it to have too much. Well, we have to work this to make it work. No, I want to be able to say one-on-one, here's something, here it is. Now, that works, man. I'm telling you. WWE, nearly 50 years. The next 50 years is all set up. Yeah, I, I still need a uh, spot in the writer's room. Let's go. You have the man. You have the kid. You have the baddest baby on the planet. You got the nicknames all set to go. You're all set, man. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus last season on the choosing sides f1 podcast we established unequivocally that f1 is the pinnacle of motorsports we did but honestly i was left with more questions than answers tony i'm tony cam brown a tech culture and f1 commentator and i'm michael costa comedian from the daily show join us for season two of choosing sides f1 our f1 102 if you will and get all of the answers all of them Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. 
Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.